SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome uh, Jade Courtney, who's an associate at Kish IP, which is uh, one of South Africa's uh, intellectual property firms. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us, Jade. Thank you so much for having me here. It's uh, very important uh, for us uh, to know how important it is uh, to have our trademarks protected and not only just registered, because some of us just leave it at the point of registration. And uh, weeks, months, years later, we see that someone is also using the same trademark. So you are today going to be helping us to understand and uh, know exactly how we can enforce the fact that we've got a trademark. So please take us through it. Yes, of course. So, I mean, obviously the first and most important step that one needs to take, whether it's the early beginnings of a company or the latter stages, is to file an application for your trademark and to proceed it through to registration, to go through all those phases involved to get it through to that registration phase. But once it is registered, um, it's really important to keep alive to the fact of what's happening in the market and what's happening around you, what company registrations are popping up around you, or websites, or domains, or any general common use by any third-party entities that might incorporate a trademark that's either identical or similar to your own. Because obviously the whole priority point of a trademark is to try and get a monopoly right to your brand so that you can experience and and gain a monopoly in association with that brand. So so it's really important to kind of keep alive to what's happening around you to to make sure that no one else is taking advantage of your brand as as it grows. Very, very um, important, yeah. Yes, and, and, and even more so, I mean, some of the other things that's also important to do once you've registered your trademark or even once you've just filed your application and it's going through the various phases is once you've filed your application to apply the TM logo to the trademark or once the trademark is then registered to apply the R logo. And the purpose of that is to place third parties on notice that you have either registered your mark and have that monopoly right or that you're in the process of obtaining that right. So that that use of that mark is exclusive to yourself and any third-party use without your authorization would therefore be liable to to litigious action. And by adding those TM or the R logo to your mark, that that places third parties on notice to, to ensure that they don't cross those lines. Now, what happens if someone does not put that TM um, mark around their logo? So nothing will happen per se, but the risk of that is you expose yourself to to risk in itself because by applying the TM or the R to your logo, that's the first thing that a third party will identify to say, okay, I see that this person's applied that to their mark. That obviously means they've in the process or have already got an exclusive right to that. And it kind of wards them against copying or imitating your brand. And then there's the R logo. What does this one stand for? So the R logo means registered. So TM refers to trademark, and that's what's used during the, the application phase. Usually takes about a two, in South Africa about two years from application to registration date, and that's when you'll use the TM logo. And then you'll similarly use the R logo once the mark has completed all the phases of the application phase and is then registered. So it's just a transition from the TM to the R once the mark is then registered. All right. What else should we be avoiding or using around our trademarks to enforce them well i mean the most one of the most important things as well to understand is that once your trademark is actually registered 
It's also about if you do pick up anything in the market where someone is using something identical or similar to your own, it's actually to enforce that, to send them the letter of demands, to place them on notice of, of your exclusive rights, to tell them that their use is unauthorized, and to make them aware that if they continue to make that use, they'll be exposed to risk of litigation. You know, it's all good and well to have a registered trademark, but if you don't take those extra steps to actually stop third parties from, from crossing a line and making use of an identical or confusingly similar to your mark to your own, they aren't going to stop. So it's kind of to hold them accountable to the fact that you have this exclusive right and to, to hold them accountable to the boundary of, of your exclusive right to stop them from continuing to use something that would conflict with your own exclusive right. Mm-hmm. So in terms of any other tips that you can give us uh, for our A-teamers who are listening around trademarks and enforcing them, are, are there other things that we need to look out for? Yeah, so, so the most important thing is to see what's happening in the market, see what's happening in websites, on, on social media pages, on Facebook, on Instagram, to see company registrations, to see if there's any registered company names that are similar or identical to your own, any domains that are popping up that are similar or identical to your own and to look at all the various different forms of IP and all the various different forms of the the corporate CIs of, of growing or new companies and to just to keep alive to what's happening around you just to make sure that they don't conflict with your own and if they do to take the important steps to to action warding them against their use. Now, for those who are saying, sure, it might be a bit tedious. I mean, you're saying that I need to watch out what's uh, happening in the market in terms of my trademark. But uh, I must also clearly be checking um, on uh, the Internet, you know, with other people's trademarks if they look like mine. What if someone's trademark is very similar to mine? Um, maybe in terms of colors and uh, the font that is used, but they, 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 it's not the same, but very similar. Can I then go to litigation with this? You absolutely can. So one of the benefits of the Trademark Act is it doesn't just it doesn't just protect your trademark insofar as identical use of a third part or, 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 or identical use. It also looks at anything that's confusingly similar to your own. So if someone's got a word that's similar to your own but not identical, or a logo that's similar to your own but not identical, dependent on whether or not the the test that will be applied will actually reveal or find that they are sufficiently confusingly similar, you definitely can stop someone from using a trademark that is confusingly similar to your own. It's not just applicable to to identical trademarks alone. I can only imagine the amount of work that uh, one who has uh, trademarked their particular logo um, or, or whatever it is that they trademark go through. I'm, I'm reminded of um, Rihanna's case, an uh, international musician. I mean, she wanted to use her last name, if I'm remembering correctly, but her father took her to court for this. So clearly, other things are not trademarked and you think you've got the sole right to utilize it because, well, it's your surname. Uh, and then your family says, no, but you can't do this. So in this case, if I am to use my surname for my business and other people who share the same surname um, don't feel it's the right thing and I've trademarked it, can they come up against me because this is a clan name? So, so names are a bit of a tricky one. There's lots of idiosyncrasies that that into place when it comes to name but how it's ordinary perceived is that if a name is not commonly used within an industry then you may be able to claim exclusive rights to it particularly if you are able to prove that there is an association in the consumer's mind between your name and the goods associated with it 
So the more evidence that you have and more that you're able to prove that, that the, in, the consumer associates the goods with that particular name, the easier it will be for you to then be able to claim that exclusive right and, and establish the requirements, whether it be through the application process or in court, um, that you will then be able to have uh, exclusive right to that name. Jade, for those who are considering uh, getting their logos or businesses trademarked, how long is the process and what are the requirements? So the process takes approximately about two years. Um, there's various phases that, that go throughout the two-year process. Um, we usually recommend that the first step that someone takes is that they instruct us to do an availability search. Um, it's not required by law, but the purpose of that is to, to look at the trademark register and to compare the proposed mark to everything that exists before it to make sure that the new client will similarly not fall into any situation where they have a mark that's conflicting with a third party. And if that search reveals that the mark's available, we then recommend that we file the application. It then takes about nine months or so for the mark to get examined by the Registrar of Trademarks. Assuming all goes well and the mark is conditionally accepted, the mark will then proceed through to advertisement for a three-month period. And the purpose of that is then to allow third parties who might think that they have a, have a stronger right to that mark to then oppose the application to prove that they have that stronger right. If no oppositions are lodged, the mark will then proceed through to registration. So all in all, it usually takes about a, a two-year period between application and registration. And obviously at Kish IP, you can hold um, your client's hands for this period of two years. That, is it a costly exercise? It's, 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 look, it does have cost implications, but at the same time, one of the things with trademarks is what smaller companies often find is that in their early phases, it's one of the things they don't prioritize when they're coming up with their branding and their corporate CR and all of that. But in the latter years of their company, they then run into problems and it's a lot more expensive to have to overcome litigation than it would have been to take those preliminary steps of securing a trademark application or registration. So it, so it does have cost implications, but it's definitely a very worthwhile exercise and it does act as the backbone of any company and it is also an asset to the company at the end of the day. So so it, 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 it's highly recommended to, to, to prioritize that when starting up any business. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Jade. Please give us contact details at Kish IP. Thank you. And um, you can contact me on jadec at kiship.com. And yeah, we, we, we are only too happy to help you with any queries that you might have or to assist you with any of your trademark needs. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you. Have a good one. Bula. Bula. Yamidu B.